download the Hit app. This is the show. Want more access to exclusive prizes? Become a VIP at hit.com.au. Looking for a little bit of help right now uh, because I have something quite disgusting going on in my house at the moment. Quite stinky. In fact, very, very stinky. Yes, I have two sons. They're not the stinky ones. Well, they're not the stinky ones I'm talking about. What happened was, and if you caught up with my Insta over the uh, the Christmas break, Insta underscore ham QLD, you would know that uh, shortly after Christmas Day, I had all the family, my wife's family, uh, here for Christmas on Christmas Day at our place. It was great. Had some seafood, had some prawns, had some oysters, uh, that kind of business. And then a couple of days after Christmas, flew down to Adelaide to catch up with my family. Now, uh, we didn't eat all the prawns, nor did we eat all the oysters. What we did do was put the leftovers in the fridge. What we didn't do uh, is throw them in the bin shortly uh, before jumping in the car and heading off to the airport. So we had oysters and prawns sitting in the fridge for uh, about seven to ten days. Now, my mother-in-law, <laughs> bless her heart, uh, she thought before we got back, on the day before uh, we got back, she thought, oh, I'll put some bread and milk in uh, the fridge for these guys so they don't have to go shopping when they get back from Adelaide. She walked in the back door and was nearly knocked off her feet by the smell of stinky old rank seafood. Uh, and then she sort of cleaned out as best she could the fridge. Now, the fridge still had a stink to it and, a, and an awful stink to it when we got home the next day. She did warn us, but uh, no amount of warning can get you through that stink of rotten seafood in your fridge. So we ended up, and I threw a photo on my Insta, uh, we ended up cleaning the whole fridge out, uh, taking all the food out, throwing out a lot of food because it had soaked up the smell of rotten seafood, cleaned the whole inside of the fridge out with, uh, with vinegar and all this kind of stuff that we, we thought would work. As it turns out, we cannot get rid of the seafood stench. It is not only still through the fridge, it's through the freezer as well. It is so rank. So, so rank. So... Somebody else has said to us, you're not going to get it out. You might as well just get rid of the fridge, uh, burn the fridge, get a new fridge. I don't want that to happen. Not yet anyway. 13, 12, 16. Is there any way you know of to get rid of that stinky off seafood smell from inside a refrigerator? We've got uh, an open uh, box of bicarbonate of soda that's been sitting there at the moment, and it is too strong even for that. 13, 12, 16. How do you get a rotten smell of prawns and oysters out of your fridge? Please help. 13, 12, 16 is the number. Danny's on the line. How can you help? Well, exactly the same thing happened to us. Um, Without word of a lie, we came back from holidays, um, except the power had gone out. And that's what, yeah. So we had this meat in the fridge that absolutely went rotten. Long story short, Covered by insurance, two new fridges. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay, no worries. We could not, could not get the stink out. We just could not get it out. We tried everything like you have, yep. and all we ended up with was actually, and our insurance actually covered the replacement of some of the food. Did you? Did they ask questions like, was it your fault uh, or anything like that? Though you had no, a power no, outage, no. didn't you? We did, but... Um, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Actually, my husband handled that side of it, but I mm. know that we got covered for some of the food and also, oh, it was about $200, I think, for the food. 
and we ended up getting new fridge and um, because we just tried and tried to get the smell out and we couldn't and it turned out it was covered. So, right. yeah. Well, good yeah. idea. If anybody from my insurance company is listening, we had a power <laughs> outage. It wasn't our negligence. Yeah, sorry, can't help you with actually getting the stink out. But... No, just get new fridges. All right, that's yep. what a lot yep. of people are saying. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate the call. We'll move across now to Veronica. Veronica, uh, how, how do I get the stink out? Oh, well, we did the same thing over Christmas, filled it, filled it full of seafood. However, we didn't turn it off. Somebody else did for us. Oh. And we got home 15 days later from overseas and found our fish bait and all our prawns rotten in the fridge, uh, and it was wonderful. Yeah. So, so we, yeah, we've been home since the um, 18th, and we put in uh, coffee beans. Coffee beans. And... Yep. Um, Bicarb soda on a baking tray flat on the bottom so it so absorbs all the smell real quick. And um, I smelt it this morning, actually, and it's all gone. Oh, it's all gone. All right. Well, I haven't, yeah. haven't tried the coffee beans, and, and ours is uh, the bicarb is still in the box with a couple of holes in it. So if we flatten it out on the tray, that might be the go. That's it. You've got to get it out onto a big plate, and then you've got to mix it with coffee beans, and it absorbs. Don't put the coffee beans in the carb, otherwise it'll... Um, soak up the bicarb. You've got to put the coffee beans in a separate dish. Oh, man, there's a science to it. All right, no worries. Yeah. Uh, okay, apparently I think... The, apparently the big coffee bean soaks up the smell from the seafood. Ah, okay, excellent. All right, well, I will do that. I'll have to steal some coffee from work, but I'll give that a go. Uh, Veronica, yep. thank you for the call. Appreciate it. And finally, Jenny is on the line on 13, 12, 16. Jenny, how do I get rid of the stink? Have you tried uh, vanilla spray from the supermarket? Vanilla spray from the supermarket. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with no. I don't think we have tried that. So that's the go. Uh, that's, um, it's very good. It you know, sort of takes a lot of smells away. <laughs> All right. So it's always good to have uh, vanilla spray handy, not just for rank seafood smells, just for general smells. Uh-huh. That's right. Well, I've got two kids, so they, that's all they do, basically, is to stink it up, especially over the Christmas holidays. All right, Jenny, thank you for the call. Vanilla spray is the go, or the baking soda on a, a tray with coffee beans, or, of course, two, uh, well, a new fridge. I was going to go with two new fridges. I could do that. That was a suggestion from Danny. Uh, only broke one, but if I can get two out of it, there's a win. Conspiracy Theory. Conspiracy Theory. I thought this time around when talking about conspiracy theories, I'd talk about mythical creatures. Why? Well, my two sons, Sam and Adam, uh, are creatures, sure. But they were watching something on YouTube uh, the other day. It was a list of the 15 most mysterious creatures in the world. I got to thinking, wow, it's 15. 15 weeks of stuff I can do on the show. <laughs> so let's kick it off, shall we? Uh, by talking about... This is a weird one. This comes from American folklore. It's called the Hide Behind. Uh, now, if you Google Hide Behind, one word, you get a lot of stuff, a lot of content. Here's one dude explaining about it. Whenever my brother and I came home late for dinner, our dad would tell us about the Hide Behinds. These creatures, he would say, would follow hikers as they walked through the woods. At the crack of a branch, you'd turn around, but there would be nothing there. Then out of the corner of your eye, you might see a dark shape sprint behind a tree. Soon, your paranoia escalates, 
and you're running through the woods. But there is no escape, he'd say. The hide behind would follow you until your heart stopped from fright. Hey, we've all been there. We've all been uh, either walking along a street late at night or in the bush or whatever, and out of the corner of our eye, we've just seen movement, looked, and nothing was there. That's a hide behind. Ridiculous. Now, it goes a lot further than that. Uh, I found another guy, in a, and he's going to speak in a weird sort of British accent here, which is just kind of freaky but also kind of hilarious. Uh, and he is talking about hide-behinds and how, listen very intently at the end, at, at how you keep a hide-behind away. A hide-behind is a nocturnal fearsome critter from American folklore that preys upon humans that wander the woods. As its name suggests, the hide-behind is noted for its ability to conceal itself. When an observer attempts to look directly at it, the creature hides again behind an object to the observer and therefore can't be directly seen. The victims, including lumberjacks who frequent the forests, are dragged back to the creature's lair to be devoured. A creature subsists chiefly upon the intestines of its victim and has a severe aversion to alcohol, which is considered a sufficient repellent. There we go. So, if you're in the wilderness in the States, I'm pretty sure they're not here. Uh, although it kind of, to me, has a, a very much a Bigfoot uh, type of feel to it. Uh, hide behind. Okay, so if you are in the wilderness of the States, either don't go camping, just keep on walking, or take a truckload of alcohol with you. Apparently, that will keep the hide-behinds away, which is interesting because the only people that have seen hide-behinds, I'm feeling like, have been very, very drunk. Uh, I tell you what, it's about a, what, a week ago now that uh, the Duke and Duchess, so Harry and Meghel, dropped the bombshell uh, that they were quitting their senior roles with the monarchy in favour of private life. They're going to move the family to Canada and hopefully maintain a more private life. I don't know how that's going to go because uh, some Canadians aren't very happy about it because uh, Canada as a country will have to foot the bill for their security and all that kind of stuff and maybe their travel. Uh, which is going to be interesting. And they're still working out the finer points to the plan. However, Prince Harry, I don't know if we can still call him that now, whether it's uh, Mr. Sussex, who knows? Uh, he has made a speech just uh, recently, the last couple of days, uh, at a charity event about his reasons for uh, stepping back. And, and this is what he had to say. The decision that I have made for my wife and I to step back is not one I made lightly. It was so many months of talks after so many years of challenges. And I know I haven't always gotten it right, but as far as this goes, there really was no other option. What I want to make clear is, we're not walking away. And we certainly aren't walking away from you. Our hope was to continue serving the Queen, the Commonwealth and my military associations, but without public funding. Unfortunately, that wasn't possible. I've accepted this knowing that it doesn't change who I am or how committed I am. But I hope that helps you understand what it had come to, that I would step my family back from all I have ever known, to take a, to take a step forward into what I hope can be a more peaceful life. Look, uh, he goes on from there, he goes on about the press and the treatment from the press and all that kind of stuff and hoping to maintain some sort of decent relationship with the media uh, where they're not too much into their lives. But I get it. I get it. I, I, I understand making those choices 
uh, in order to maintain some sort of family life. I, I really, really do, and I, I, I wish them both the best. Let's hope it will work for them. Now, if you're looking for a fresh start in 2020, maybe finding yourself a new job would be the guy. And I think everybody kind of thinks, oh, you know what? A couple of things that I want to look at in the new year. I want to make sure my finances are secure. So, you know, obviously go through bank accounts, check that my super is okay, that kind of business. Uh, Maybe make sure I don't spend too much money, but also want to earn a little bit more money. Now, that might be asking the boss for a pay rise. That might be after the boss says no, going, well, you know what? I might find another job. Well, I have in front of me, and it's all thanks to LinkedIn. They've actually revealed the 15 most in-demand, soft and hard skills that Australian companies are looking for in their employees this year. So these are some of the skills that you will actually need if looking to get a new job. Let's go through... Uh, the hard skilled jobs first, all right? And uh, just just for fun, because uh, I'm obviously looking at the list right now, I don't know a lot of the skills that they're talking about. So if I know what they're talking about or at least have heard it before, I'm going to give it a... If uh, it's something completely new to me, I've never heard of it before, don't understand what they're on about, we're going to go with that. All right, so let's run through the top 10 most in-demand hard skills. They are blockchain. No idea what that is. Uh, Analytic reasoning. Well, I know half of that. I know what reasoning is. Analytic style. Cloud computing. Artificial intelligence. Well, I'll I'll give it that only because I've seen some movies where that's happened. Translation. Yes, I know what that is. Uh, Also in the top 10 list of hard skills needed by employers uh, this year or employees if you're looking for a new job. Scientific computing. Well, yeah, don't really know what that is. Investor relations, uh, yeah, know that one. Customer service systems, yes. UX design, no way, no idea what that is. And competitive strategies, no idea what that is either. So there you go. Those are the skills that you will need if looking for a new job in 2020. Uh, now, I did say the 15 most in-demand soft and hard skills. So really quickly, let's go through the top five most in-demand soft skills. They are creativity, teamwork, persuasion, adaptability, and team management. So if you have no hard skills, maybe you've got some soft skills, that might get you through to a new job. Uh, to be perfectly honest, By the sounds of things, staying right here where I am because have no hard skills. The Australian Open is on at the moment. Ash Barty has got through to the second round, which is great. Uh, Sam Stowes, unfortunately, has continued her her bad run of losses in the first round of Australian Open. She hasn't won one uh, since 2015, so she is out this year once again after losing yesterday. Uh, One particular tennis player is in a bit of trouble, though. His name is Elliot Benchatrit. He's from France, so I'm assuming I've said his name wrong. I'm going to go with Benchatrit. Uh, He's been criticised by fans after he was filmed asking a ball girl to peel a banana for him. So it was in a break of play, obviously. He needed the snack. She passed him a banana. He passed it back and said, can you peel it for me? Uh, She then looked at the umpire. The umpire said, mate, if you can't peel your own banana, you're not having a banana. She passed it back to him. He couldn't peel it. He did not have the banana. Now, his reasoning was that he had his fingers all taped up. So he's like, no, can't peel the banana. He tried. He tried to use his mouth even. uh, Could not get it. Didn't eat the banana. So he's copped a fair amount of flack, either rightly or wrongly. Maybe he didn't say please. That was where uh, there was an error in his ways. Who knows? 
As it turns out, lucky for him, his mum was in the audience, so she did come down, peel his banana for him, cut it into slices, and even fed it to him. Did the whole, uh, train is going into the tunnel, choo-choo-choo, open up, and he got fed the banana. It was nice. It was good to see Clearly a lot. Download the hit app. This is the show. Want more access to exclusive prizes? Become a VIP at hit.com.au.